Delivering high-quality, technology-centric podcasts around the world. This is MunchTech.tv. Taking a bite out of technology. And welcome to episode 486 of the Two Taggies for Saturday, November 2nd, 2019. This is the week's most notable tech stories in Random Hour or Less in podcast form. Has been for the last nine years and nine months. Together we talk about the latest technology developments, news, interesting facts, stories and anything in between. This week, the AirPod Pros come at a pro price. Google buy Fitbit for a fair price. And Apple's TV Plus launches two varied reviews. So thank you for joining us on this episode 486 of the show. Again, um, the, the week's most notable tech stories in an hour, around an hour or less. Uh, first episode in November. It is also um, marking, well, no, it doesn't really mark anything else. I, I, th- I thought I was going somewhere with that. I'm not. Uh, what I would like to say, though, coming into the, the end of 2019, moving into 2020, I said at the start, nine years, nine months. Actually, it's more than that now, isn't it? Nine years and ten months? No, nine years and nine. No, nine years and nine months. We'll not jump ahead of ourselves. Uh, which means in January we'll be 10 years, we'll do a little bit to celebrate that, but a bit of a throwback episode and so on and so forth. Thank you for all of your continued support through every episode and every year and every month of, of the show. 2019 thus far has been extremely successful for us, and just as I was checking on, on certain things of the show and facts and figures and statistics and so on, October was fantastic. Our best month to date so far for the show. And that's thanks to you for taking the time to listen to us. And whilst it may be painful to do so, we appreciate you endure the pain and listen to us. I said the pain last week of listening to Aaron, but I guess it's the, it's it's both of us, isn't it? We both have faces for radio. Let's admit it. Come on. Self-deprecation, right? Speak for yourself on that one. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, can you hear me better this week? You're listening on professional AirPods now. That's correct, isn't it? AirPod Pro. Yes? You did exactly what everyone seems to be doing, including myself, during the beginning there. And absolute... We're all ruining the name. We all keep saying AirPod Pros. Whereas, in fact, Apple would uh, like you to call them AirPods Pro. AirPods Pros. <laughs> AirPods Air- Pro. Air- Pods Pro. Or no, Pods eh? Pros. Apple love to butcher the English language, don't they? It's just, I don't know, I, I keep going AirPod Pros as well, because uh, it feels weird to put the S just on a, uh, on a, uh, on a mm. word at the beginning. But uh, mm. yeah, it's taking some time to get used to them right now. Um, I know we'll talk about it in a bit, but because they've got the three modes, so they've got the noise cancelling off, the transparency mode, and the uh, noise cancelling on, when I'm talking to you at the moment, I'm obviously listening to you through them, you get that weird kind of muffled sound of your own voice, which for the past few years, I've just been using the traditional AirPods uh, to do the show. Mm-hmm. And they obviously bleed a lot of the outside noise in, but kind of mute it a little bit. So you kind of end up with a nice feedback of your own voice. I said that wrong. My own voice is not nice. You like you know to listen I mean. to yourself too. Yep. Okay. I do, you know, occasionally like to do that. Now too. <laughs> um, whereas these, like I, I just during the beginning of the, uh, while we were leading up to doing this, I was kind of cycling through different modes. It's like transparency, I'm hearing too much of myself. When they're turned off, everything is too muffled because they're sealed. And obviously noise cancelling is even worse. So uh, I'm, I'm still trying to get used to this. It's, it's very odd. Mm. I say at pro price, I'm still considering them myself. I never did buy into AirPods. Hear that, Apple? The- AirPods. So, um, but I don't know. I just, I feel as if, <laughs> listen, this is the messed up motivation, right? The cable, yep, it's annoying when you go to the gym or you go to work out and you have a cable in the way. Oh, is there a point in working out? Can I listen to music? And then if you have wireless earphones, oh, it's so much easier. That's that's flawed logic, really, isn't it? There's, there's no correlation. To that. That's not going to make any difference to a workout regime, is it? I mean, I can, I can be in self denial about that. I don't know. I mean, you know how much I've obviously talked about the AirPods over the uh, the past few years. They, but but you're biased. You, you're you you like to pretend you're not, but you're a fanboy. Oh, I am an Apple fanboy. 
fanboy through yeah. and through. I'm not saying but, I'm not. I love their products, but I'm, I'm yeah. Do you remember going into John Lewis with me wearing a, a normal watch and walking out with a not normal? Well, we went to the Apple store after, but you know, a, a not normal went watch. To the, That's you, yeah. you, t- you You act like we walked like, let's not in. Talk and about, it was... <laughs> let's not talk about the time. It's irrelevant. It, it like didn't it was take a, a ten hours. minute experience or something. <laughs> It was a tough decision. Was it? <laughs> mm. But, uh, I mean, look at it like this. I love the AirPods. The AirPods are fantastic. I uh, I, mm. I told you this during the week, but um, I think this was... The weird thing is that these came out... I know, I know this is a show note, but I feel like we're talking about it now anyway. These came out Wednesday. Or were announced Mon- Tuesday? Monday? Monday, I think. They were announced Monday afternoon. And Monday, I'd, a- I'd actually forgotten my AirPods. Like, the first time in ages, I normally go on a walk at lunchtime, take my AirPods with me all is rosy um first world problems i'd forgotten them and i oh, i carry a pair of just earpods just normal wired earpods in my uh, in my bag for such eventuality so i took those out on my walk and hated them so much that i vowed that when the next airpods come out i'm gonna buy a set so i can just have a backup set which is true oh, yeah. i mean just true yeah, first true world problems first world problem there you know oh, i forgot my airpods i'm gonna buy a new pair and as if by magic what <laughs> Two hours later, (laughs) I was like, yep, bye, done. (laughs) Day one, bye. And the justification, I'll say, I think if you're on edge about them uh, when it comes to the price, and bear in mind that other completely wireless active noise cancelling headphones are the same price, if not more. Um, Mm. But Apple will charge you £199 for the the AirPods 2 with a wireless charging case. So I think it's £159 without the wireless charging. Um, Then it's £199 with the wireless charging case. And these start at 249 They have a wireless charging case, and they are active noise cancelling, and they're like an in-ear fit. So in reality, as a true, I'm trying to justify this for myself. I, I 50, can tell. I can they're tell. £50 extra for some noise cancelling. Did Did you buy a spare pair? Because obviously, if you forget that pair, you'll need another pair with you, right? Well, I, you know, I do now technically have a spare pair, which is my old ones, but, you know, mm. we don't talk about that. When did you <laughs> buy the previous ones? Part of me thought you had them in Prague. They weren't even released in Prague when we were in Prague. That was 20. Um, so they came out... 2016, wasn't it? I think they came out like the end of 2016. Yeah, I think that's right. And then I think I bought them right at the beginning of 2017. I, I, I bought them in the period where... So it was Vienna. So I, I think I got them in like... all days to reference this, but yeah, in my mind it works. I think I got them like January, February, because I distinctly remember I overpaid for them, with a, knowing how much I love them. I wouldn't call it overpaid, but I paid more than retail price. I'd, uh, I bought them off someone on the Mac Rumors forums uh, because that was still the point where you couldn't, they had like a six or seven week delay on them and when I decide to buy something I am so ridiculously impatient you know it could take me two months to make that decision but when I make that decision I don't want to wait six more weeks so I remember some people on the Mac Rumors forums they bought like two pairs and whatnot for the obvious reason of uh, you know selling them to us suckers who are willing to pay more, i.e. me, um which I did. So yeah, I think it was like right at the beginning of 2017. Uh, they're fine still. I'd still be quite happy to use them, to be honest. Um, the only downside is I haven't had... The the batteries seem fine for me. I mean, I use them every single day. Um, the batteries seem fine when listening to music, but as soon as you jump onto a phone call and obviously the microphones get activated and everything becomes a bit more, I don't know, real-time and active, uh, then they drain a lot faster. I think the left one drains really, really quickly, like half an hour or something. Um, and the the right one's not far behind it. I mean, not ideal. It does bring into the whole, you know, the question, the whole, basically, I've bought disposable headphones, um, <laughs> which is not a great thing, you know. This, not, this, not particularly, no. This climate, when we're talking about uh, the environment more and more and, and how products have an effect on it, then <laughs> headphones that you have to replace every every two years is not ideal. I guess the flip it's side also, is that... So, sorry, it's, it, just thinking, it's also the fact that, so the, the battery life, number one, you can't replace the battery, obviously, recharge it, but the recharge cycle will be very low because of the small size of the product, but also, yeah, you're, you're chucking these things away once the battery does go. Well, that's what I was going to say is... 
you know, the flip side of this is Apple do offer a recycling program. Um, and you can, you can, if you're going to chuck them away, then, then at least give them to, to Apple for free. Recycle the product you bought from us. I know. It's, hilarious, isn't it? it's like buying a car, you know, you buy a car for, let's say 20,000 pounds. And then in, you know, in three years time, it's worth half that. And in, you know, five years time, it's, you're trying to give it away. I know mm. not that short of a time span, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, whereas Apple very much operate, operate on that same mentality. They're always like, yeah, iPhone recycling program. It's like, who in their right mind would recycle their phone that's still worth a few hundred pounds? That's not. Um, and the AirPods, unfortunately, as soon as the battery is is kaput, they are useless. Yeah. Um, it's not like you can tether them or, or do anything with them. They You are you are absolutely stuck with them at that point. Um, and I know a lot of people who over the past six, 12 months, the, the original AirPods, if you got them kind of day one, um, they were really starting to uh, struggle with them but yeah might have been doing all right um these are very much the same design um the battery life is very much the same which is surprising even with noise cancelling um so i don't expect these to last any differently i expect uh, us all to be in the same boat in in two years time great yes no idea was it (laughs) if only there was some kind of headphone that could draw power from the device that it was using maybe via a cable and if only there was some sort of port that a device could have like a round circular one Mm. that goes near (laughs) the charging port i feel like someone should get on that maybe Mm. about Mm. three and a half mil i think (laughs) more size i I think you've this sussed you might you you should patent it quickly before someone gets the idea It'll come back into fashion. Everything does, right? Give it a few years. Talking of technology and things happening this week in the tech world, Uber have their earnings call November 4th, Adobe Max event November 4th to 6th. There's a web summit in Lisbon, in Portugal, November 4th plus 7th. Microsoft have their Ignite event in Orlando from the 4th to 8th. Qualcomm have their earnings call November 6th. Not really seeing anything else really sticking out at me here. No, I think that's about it for now. Nvidia, well, no, that's next week, actually. Never mind. Yeah, nothing too exciting happening, but we'll find out whether Uber are worth something on November 4th, Monday. We'll we'll see next week whether they're worth something or not. I don't know. Their their bad press hasn't exactly been great this year, so their latest earning calls should uh, should indicate what why that's went for them. I was kind of I was kind of surprised this week obviously Wednesday was also Apple's earnings call. I was kind of yeah. surprised uh, I think to see some of the figures coming out of that. Um I think I read something like services is obviously making a big jump. Um services is like soon to be vying for either second or third place on their entire kind of revenue chart which yeah. is just crazy and that, that was the plan all along i mean a year or two years ago that's exactly what they they were pitching for and they've gotten to that stage and it has thus far paid dividends especially for anyone who holds shares in the company <clears throat> thank you apple yeah but uh yeah i mean they're they're, they're they have a home category as well, which I think lumps in things like the Apple Watch and the HomePod and, and kind of all the accessories, I believe, as well. Mm. Um, that is also, like, I think that and services are quickly going to be number two and three, if not already. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's that question, what next? And un- until you know what next, Rappel, then you don't know how those categories are going to really be shaped. But essentially, that's really where it's going. The Mac, yes, it makes money for Apple, but it doesn't necessarily make the most money for Apple anymore. It, it doesn't. Yeah, the Products are expensive, but they're not selling as well. And the iPhone as well. Now, yes, sales are are down. Doesn't necessarily pitch that the iPhone is not as popular. It just shows number one, people are keeping their phones for longer. But number two, they're lasting longer. And number three, they're staying more current for longer, which is also indicative that the innovations in the device aren't as substantial, which means people aren't upgrading either because they have no need to. So Apple, you need to do something really innovative this time. Or any phone company, really, not, not, not just Apple. I mean, what can they put in a phone in 2019 that's going to make it stand out from one from 2018? And no, adding an additional camera doesn't do it for me. Explain. I mean, I don't know. The, the, the iPhone 11 camera is pretty damn impressive. And this but... is a fanboy again. Right. I mean, to be to be to be fair, I've even seen a right. bunch of critics going, "This is the best camera on the market." When it comes yeah, to but is it innovative? No, it's a it's a better camera. It's not it's not making your breakfast. I don't think anyone. Uh, I'm still of the opinion. I think people calling for yearly innovation are no, no, absolutely no, 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 I'm not crazy. For it. I'm I'm I, I'm saying it's not possible. What I'm saying is people aren't going to start changing their phones just because the camera is eh, it's much better than the previous one. It's, yeah, but the previous one too that was still good. 
I'm not going to justify four figures just so that my Snapchat or my Instagram photos look slightly more crystal clear. Yes, it's a positive and it's a good side effect to buying the phone, but it's not the reason why you will buy the phone unless you really want those selfies up. I don't know. I was going to say, I don't know. Have you met the Instagram generation? <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, but you know what I mean? There's no reason for someone to update their phone every single year now, which is the justification Apple are giving their shareholders and their stakeholders for why the iPhone sales have dropped. And it's the exact same with other phone manufacturers. And it's a perfectly justifiable reason. Innovation <laughs> won't be as concurrent as it has been the previous years. And that's just the way it's going to be. Just on that note, and I did not hear this directly, so I'm kind of relaying it and I assume it happened, but you know how the internet is. I believe someone asked, to, uh, or when someone, I think it was Tim Cook, talking about the AirPods Pro. I read a quote this week saying that on the earnings call, he, he spoke about how he sees the AirPods Pro as not a replacement, but as a complement to the original AirPods. <laughs> and it's like, oh, Christless, like, you know, I'm as big a fanboy as the next but <laughs> Even I can't justify someone going, yep, you need to have, so you need to have your AirPods for your gym session and your AirPods Pro for when you're in the subway and whatnot, but it's just, it's just funny. You're joking, uh, right? That was actually said. I believe it, I'm going to double check this. You you continue to talk. I'm going to, I'm going to double check. Mm, Thanks. Yeah, I have plenty lined up here. It was, it was, the segue was the quick news, but we'll pretend that that it wasn't. Sorry. Okay. Tim Cook says AirPods Pro are complementary to AirPods, not replacements. Oh Um, my goodness. When talking on Surely he means to the company, though, not to the consumer. You know, well, we'll sell both of them, not you need to buy both of them. There you go. Uh, Apple's wearables, home and accessories category has $6.5 billion in revenue in Q4 for 2019. That includes AirPods, Beats, and the Apple Watch. I've seen the home part as well. Uh, regarding AirPods specifically, Cook said they continue to set new highs. Uh, quote, AirPods just keep hitting new highs, and I anticipate that will carry over to this quarter too. And we're really proud to add another product out there for people wanting noise cancelling with the AirPod Pro beginning to sell today. Um, AirPods Pros weren't released in time to be included with Apple's Q4 2019 earnings, but Tim Cook said he expects AirPod owners to be the first to buy the new version, saying we're anxious to see the customers or we're anxious to see the customers for the new AirPod Pro, but I would guess that one, particularly in the early going, will be people that have AirPods today and want to also have a pair for the times they need need noise cancellation there you go That's no the quote no 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 we mock no. it but don't i haven't we established that i fit exactly what he just said yeah but that's not you, you didn't go and buy airpods and then airpods pro you oh, i love the way i'm saying it the way they even to be fair it. that's but you know he, what I mean? you bought the pro because your airpods had kind of went but I that's think a literal he, sign that the airpods made I, I think just... he, he, I'm going to sound effect that sound, I think. I um, <laughs> I think he's kind of somewhere, or, or the quote he's saying is somewhere in between, I think, the two things you just said. He's not saying that it's the AirPod Pros are going to be great for the people who have AirPod ones and the batteries are shot. I also don't think he's saying that people should go out and buy both. I think he's saying initially he sees the AirPod Pros first customers being people who have or have already had AirPods. People who know the benefits of AirPods, yeah. I'm justifying it, aren't I? Yeah, he said complimentary. So I'm just looking pr- price-wise in in pounds. The AirPods 159 pounds with wireless charging 199 pounds. The AirPods Pro 249 pounds. And yes, there is or are there are substantial differences in some respects. Have you looked at the comparable chart or the comparison chart? Um, I mean, I know the comparison chart just through having both because of them, but. <laughs> for a pro device, it doesn't make sense that there's less listening time on one charge on the pro than the normal version. Well, it does. No, it doesn't. One one has active noise cancelling, the other does not. Yes, I know. I know that makes sense. Still doesn't make sense that on the more expensive device, you get less listening time. Essentially, listening time is the fundamental function of the product. Apple have just taken that away. It's Apple. Form of function. Isn't it 30 minutes is the difference? It doesn't matter. 30 minutes is half an episode of this show. And both of them are 24 hours, I think. Uh, More than 24 hours of listening time with the wireless charging case. They're all 24 hours, yeah. Yeah. 30 Mm. minutes to have a 
trade-off of active noise cancelling. Oh, oh, I think if you have if you have noise cancelling off, I think the battery life is the same. Right. So when they're both running in the same mode, technically they're the same. What? <laughs> technically they're the same. Well, yes, you would hope so because it's no different. Um, what's the charge time? Uh, how, really how long quick. do these things take to charge? Uh, so say for example, you've 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 used your four and a half hours. Uh, you want to put them in the case and charge them to listen again. How long does that take? Uh, do we know? Why do I feel like I'm back at school? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Isn't it someone like a gold 15, star? Isn't it someone like fifteen minutes as an hour or something like that? AirPod Pro charge time wireless. I think you knew the answer. Well, I don't know that. No, I'm asking you. After five minutes of charging in the included wireless charging, you're the one who owns them. (laughs) In the included wireless charging case, AirPods Pro will have another hour of life in them. So five minutes charge, hour of life. Wow, that's even better. So does that mean it takes 20 minutes or so to charge to fill? It is mm. is ridiculously quick charging to fill. Right, okay. You should buy a pair. Mm. I was considering it. I'm not going to lie. I have been. Not sold quite yet, but I am considering it. It could happen. I don't think anything will sell you on the AirPods other than spending four hours in an Apple store with them. That's I'm sorry, I apologize in a well, yeah, you apologize for nothing, let's be real. Yeah, that's true. The first internet connection was made over the military ARPANET 50 years ago on Tuesday. It marked the 50th anniversary of a milestone event that has helped shape modern internet as we know it today. The first ever computer link-up and the first electronic message was sent over the US Defense Department system known as ARPANET. On October 29th, 1969, student programmers Charlie's or sorry, Charlie Klein at the University of California, Los Angeles, and Bill Duval at Stanford Research Institute transmitted the letters LO over an early network funded by the Advanced Research Projects Agency, its acronym lending to the network's name. It was inadvertent, but it turned out to be prophetic and the powerful, or sorry, and powerful that the message we delivered was LO, as in, lo and behold, said UCLA professor Leonard Klenrock, who was hired to ha- head the project. Um, 50 years, yeah, that's class. That's cool. The internet's existed for 50 years. Doesn't feel like it, does it? Yeah, I mean, Obviously I think not its current form. I think last year was it this year or last year i think the internet hit or the internet the web hit web 25 or something like that 30 years old maybe um so yeah uh, again a, a thing that i guess people understandably but annoyingly confuse the internet and the web to be exactly the same thing mm. um the web is on the internet and they are different things um yeah. but yeah it's uh, i i was i don't know i never thought i don't know why 50 years in reality is is this obviously the end of the 60s but i think i'm still in the the years are going by so quickly that 50 years ago sounds a lot older than it actually is um so yeah i wouldn't have put it at 50 years old but uh yeah happy birthday internet well it's the week on and we can't play happy birthday because of royalty problems so that's a bit of a pathetic birthday isn't it really right time for the quick news The government plans to close a legal loophole that has allowed drivers who use mobile phones to film or take photographs to escape prosecution. It is illegal for drivers to call or text on a handheld phone, but some have dodged punishment for taking photos. In July, a man overturned a conviction for filming a crash, saying he was not using his phone to communicate. The government aims to revise the laws to also include browsing the internet and searching playlists while driving. It says the current legislation has fallen behind advances in smartphone technology. The Bloodhound vehicles become the third fastest fastest, British car of all time unofficially. The arrow-shaped racer clocked a speed of 461 miles per hour as it powered across a dried-out lake bed in southern Africa's uh, Kalanray Desert on Friday. This marks the top... 403 mile per hour recorded by Donald or Donald sorry Campbell in his Bluebird CN7 car in 1964. The only British cars to have gone faster are the Thrust 2 and the Thrust SSC, which both got well above 600 miles per hour. Thrust SSC still holds the absolute land speed record of 763 miles per hour, set in 1997. The driver on that occasion was RAF pilot Andy Green. The wing commander is at the controls again in Bloodhound. Twitter is to ban all political advertising worldwide, saying that the reach of such messages should be earned, not bought. While internet advertising is incredibly powerful and very effective for commercial advertisers, that power brings significant risks to politics, company CEO Jack Dorsey tweeted. Social media rival Facebook recently ruled out a ban on political ads. News of the ban divided Americans, America's political camps for the 2020 election. Brad P- 
Pascal, manager of President Donald Trump's re-election campaign, said the ban was yet another attempt by the left to silence Trump and conservatives. But Bill Russo, spokesman for the campaign to elect the Democratic frontrunner Joe Biden, said, When faced with the choice between ad dollars and the integrity of our democracy, it is encouraging that for once revenue did not win out. Reacting to the move, Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg defended his company's policy. In a democracy, I don't think it's right for private companies to censor politicians or the news, he said during a press conference call with journalists. Twitter's ban will be enforced from the 22nd of November, with full details coming later this month. And finally, Russian scientists tracking migrating eagles ran out of money after some of the birds flew to Iran and Pakistan and their SMS transmitters drew huge data roaming charges. After learning of the team's dilemma, Russian mobile phone operator Megaphone offered to cancel the debt and put the project on a special cheaper tariff. The team have started to crowdfund on social media to pay off the bills originally. The birds left from southern Russia and Kazakhstan, the journey of one steep eagle, Min, the name, was particularly expensive as it flew from Iran to Kazakhstan and around the area. Min accumulated SMS messages to send during the summer in Kazakhstan, but it was out of range on the mobile network. Unexpectedly, the Eagle flew straight to Iran, where it sent the huge backlog of messages. The price per SMS was about 15 rubles, 18p, 30 cents, but each SMS from Iran cost 49 rubles. Min used up the entire tracking budget meant for all of the eagles. The Russian researchers are volunteers at the Wild Animal Rehabilitation Center in Novosibirsk. Their crowdfunding appeal, which has paid off more than 100,000 rubles, 1,223 pounds, was called Top Up the Eagles Mobile. I'm sorry, but loophole. You're either holding your phone or you're not. I mean, come on, you're either using it or you're not. I don't care what you're using it for. You're using it or you're not. You're not paying attention to the road ahead. You're using it or you're not. I mean, what loophole? Unfortunately, I guess by the letter of the law, it is uh, for communication purposes. Unbelievable. Yeah, being on your mobile phone or, or being on the phone, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry I texting. killed that pedestrian, but no, I wasn't on a phone call. I was taking a Snapchat. Right? I mean, it, it is incredibly irritating. The amount of times you'll, you'll pull up at a red light or something and you can just see yeah. the car in front of you they've got their phone mounted and you can like see the blue line of Facebook or something or you know like I don't care where you are I don't care if you're moving if you stop whatever it is just don't touch your phone it seems mm. like something super obvious like don't change your playlist don't reply to that text message don't read it don't you know don't do any of this don't hop on the phone don't check Facebook whatever <laughs> don't film a crash for more reasons than just uh, uh than just this law um, it blows my mind about the insensitivity that people have when it comes to uh, road traffic collisions and whatnot. It's like, it causes miles and miles of tailbacks just because people are, uh, quote, rubbernecking as they go past. Um, you can see how irate it makes police. It's unbelievable. But, um, yeah, it just, pe- I don't know, people's lack of, I think, respect towards the road blows my mind in general, but especially when it comes to the use of mobile phones. I know this This is kind of a topic we've spoken about for, for years, and I think it's one we both feel very strongly on. Um, it's just ridiculous um ridiculous that we live in a world where people think it's okay you know just because the law doesn't specifically say that you can't do something doesn't mean that in your head you go it's fine then it doesn't say i specifically can't check snapchat that i should then check snapchat or take a picture or take a video whatever it is it's like just because the law says or doesn't say no doesn't mean your common sense shouldn't kick in although saying that i have to remember that there are a lot of people that don't have common sense Mm, it's also true 461 miles per hour in a grind vehicle that's pretty quick not the quickest but pretty quick isn't that the one that hammond no am i wrong? nothing to do no. with hammond, no, hammond was no. a, hammond was a top fuel dragster i think no okay never mind i retract that um this is going for i mean it's the same team of people the same driver um or similar team of people the same kind of descendants i guess mm. um that hold the previous two records um which i think they're both at or i think all of them uh the british ones are up at coventry motor museum i believe i think it's coventry been to so many motor museums i can't remember where anything is um i highly recommend if anyone gets a chance to go you go and see them to go and see the current land speed record holder up close and basically be able to touch it is just insane like that thing is nuts to look at are you uh, sure you didn't avoid thing. the do not touch sign well you know 
Um, but it's an incredible bit of kit, and it's an incredible, I think, achievement that they're trying to break their own record, and that record has stood for over 20 years. It's incredible. Um, I know there have been many attempts by uh, other countries, especially the states, um, and the new kind of barriers. So the current record is 763, but Bloodhound, the I think the, the, the speed they're trying to achieve is 1,000 miles an hour. 1,000 miles an hour on land will simply be incredible. Um, well, a thousand miles an hour anywhere is pretty incredible. Yes, but uh, I don't know. There's something about that that on land um, mm. is just nuts. Obviously, even breaking, which the previous record did, even breaking the speed of sound while still touching land is uh, is pretty crazy to think about. Um, it's funny. There's a chart somewhere that kind of shows uh, land speed records over the years, and obviously you go back to the, the very early years of the, uh, uh, of the motor car, and it's like, land speed record, 30 miles an hour. Um, and it's just crazy to see. But uh, yeah, I'm after the kind of, not doom, um, this project basically went under this time last year. Um, it basically ran out of money. Um, pretty sure it's not government funded. Um, our government has zero interest in anything that's, well, interesting. Um, they're more interested in, I don't know, buying second houses or whatever it is. But they ran out of money. This project's been going on for, at that point, it was 10 years. It was 2008, I think, it launched. Um, and I think a British business owner, um, I can't remember what he does, uh, basically bought the project. And for the past week or two, they've been out in South Africa, um, who have, I think have done an amazing job of, of hosting them. Um, normally, you know, the land speed records would go to the Bonneville Salt Flats or whatever. Uh, but I believe South Africa, basically, they, they want to become kind of the destination for that type of thing. The, the reputation that the Salt Flats have got, they they kind of want to kind of want to start. So that's why they've been out down there. Um, and they've been ramping up each day. So it was, you know, a measly 100 mile an hour, 150, 200, and, you know, working their way up and, and then hitting that kind of 460. Um, they're not going to be this year. I don't even know if next year they're planning for it. They're not going to be going for that 1,000 miles an hour yet. Were, um, were they using the mobile phone whilst doing so? Well, you never know. Um, the law says... It's all right if they're just taking photos to prove that they're going that, that speed, but I mean... Just Andy Green on Snapchat, like with a selfie, <laughs> like on the, the speedo. <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, like I say, they're, they're still missing the rocket engine, so they're not going to be able to get near that thousand miles an hour. Yeah. Um, yeah, just testing the, uh, you know, it's got a casual, you know, Eurofighter jet engine in the back of it, um, <laughs> which is just nuts. Um, there was at one point, I think they started off using a Formula One engine as the fuel pump. <laughs> Can we just appreciate that for a second? Oh, and by the way, that turned out to then not be powerful enough for them, so they had to move on to an even more powerful engine to be a fuel pump. Bearing in mind, in your average road-going car, a fuel pump is a tiny little electric motor. <laughs> Just See, once I, you start Aaron on cars, you will struggle to stop him. The two car ease. That's not right. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I've spoken to this several people this weekend. People just don't know about it. That's why I wanted to in- include it. It's, you know, it is technology related. It is an absolutely amazing achievement they're going for. Um, news just simply isn't covering it. Um, it's like, I hope they cover it when they start to go for the actual record. Like, I, I hope it's like, this This should be headline news, like some positivity, mm. um, you know, and all the doom and gloom that's going on at the moment. It frustrates me that this type of thing isn't covered. You know, Bloodhound has done a fantastic job over the past 10, 11 years um, getting schools involved, getting kids involved. You know, it's an education program as much as it is about the land speed record itself. Um, you know, getting kids interested in engineering, getting all, you know, all age groups interested in engineering. Um, you we're a country that have produced and are producing some of the best engineers in the world, mm. but it's slowing down because of a general lack of interest in getting, you know, kids are motivated or, or drawn to do other things. And it's not because engineering is is boring it's because engineering and it's the same thing we've spoken about technology with it it gets less attention um you know whereas like footballers have the you know front page news that say for good or bad reasons and you know often kids will aspire to to do what they see um so i think it's fantastic that this project has been and is getting involved in schools and whatnot so 
yeah, I hope, obviously we're, I'd like to keep covering this game for, but I really do hope the uh, the news pick up on this when they actually start going for the record properly. Sure, sure. Twitter with all political advertising banned, saying that it should be earned, not bought. It's funny to see two of the main political campaigns in America, one saying one thing and one saying something very different. You know, oh, this is an attempt to silence Trump and conservatives. Uh, and then the, the Democratic frontrunner saying, uh, or at least the spokesperson for him said, when faced with the choice between ad dollars and the integrity of democracy, it's encouraging that for once revenue did not win out. It doesn't, and I'm, I'm, I'm not supporting either party there, by the way. Um, it, it goes without saying, I think sometimes, yeah, propaganda can play a huge part in influencing a mass demographic of people. You look, for example, Brexit, I hate to say it, I'm sorry, everyone, <laughs> but, and I'm not saying it again, for, against, maybe, indifferent, so I don't care, but what I'm saying is, there were certain techniques used to decide or help people decide one way or another with Brexit, either, both sides, and both sides fed people with incorrect information. Um, and, and, and that swayed people's decisions and that, that swayed, of course, because you're, you're trying to educate people. And so education is fundamental when it comes to making such decisions, such as a country's leader, whether or not they should be part of a bigger uh, growing concern or not, whatever. But, but that message has to be true and clear. If it's not, all, all of a sudden you're spreading false information, which then becomes murky and muddy and all of a sudden becomes difficult to really understand what's happening. So what Twitter have basically said here, no, nah, you're not doing it on our platform. We don't need the money, which I don't... we probably do. But Twitter don't want it to happen on their platform. I don't understand the clearly an attempt to silence party Y or party X, you know, whichever party mm. it is. It's like, well, technically, it's just all about making the playing field leveler. Well, leveler, yeah, it's not silencing level. one particular party to allow one to shout lighter. It's, it's just saying none of you are getting anywhere near it. Yeah, yeah. And if if none, of, if if you know, if any of you can't play nice, none of you are getting to play. Type thing. Yeah. And it's like I don't then understand Facebook's response. Like Mark Zuckerberg going in a democracy. Keyword. I don't think it's right for private companies to censor politicians or the news. That's not what Twitter are doing. Twitter aren't censoring politicians or the news. They're just not allowing them to advertise on the platform. Two very different things. <laughs> yeah, they can still spread their message. They just can't actually use it as an advertisement. Which I, mm, yeah, you just can't yeah, buy it. I get it. I get it, and I don't. It's like I don't know. Uh, maybe Mark Zuckerberg. Maybe the quote is slightly out of context. I don't know, but it's just like it's so telling the difference between Facebook and everyone else. Mm. Um, Facebook seems to be so easily bought it's unreal um but yeah i i genuinely think you know when this news came out i think we we're all like not what i expected um i think it you know people just praising twitter uh, left right and center because you know it's a fantastic move um we know how much there was potential or whether it did or didn't happen the 2016 elections you know kind of when you when people talk about it they talk about how much social media and, and campaigns influence certain decisions so I think for Twitter to basically kind of take themselves out of the running slightly is uh, is a fantastic thing. And I really wish that Mark Zuckerberg had any kind of spine and uh, and did it as well. Mm. Different platforms, different ethos, different mentality, potentially different business interest as well. It's all fake news, isn't it, really? And then this, probably the funniest story of the week, <laughs> running up roaming charges, birdies, Russian eagles with wings. That's interesting. So essentially they flew out of uh, area, started sending a lot of messages, then flew back and the roaming charges applied and, and so on. I think they what, a £1,300 run up but the network decided oh it's okay don't worry about it it's fine and this is the thing roaming charges are inexplicably unjustified because they don't cost the carrier any more to actually send and that's that's yeah that's it, it, it is simply charging more because you can same with data data is not expensive to provide to uh, customers but nope go over your allowance you'll rack up a nice long bill Apple TV Plus uh, Apple TV's big debut this week been open to mixed reviews actually i think the critics have been mm, but imdb is yeah customers are yeah mm, yeah i don't know uh, what do you think so i think when it came out or when it came when it was announced i should say i was one of those where kind of optimism you know the traders looked good um this is apple's first foray into obviously original content in any way i, I from what i remember obviously they've been massive in the you know, not streaming side but the, the purchasing you know they've been in movies and tvs basically since day uh, day zero of the web almost but just you know i kind of wanted to talk probably less about the shows themselves because i haven't actually watched any of them yet. i've watched a few of the trailers and it's on my list this weekend to kind of get around to and actually start watching because as far as i'm aware um i kind of hopped on the tv app and 
it seems even without a subscription, you can watch the first one, two, or three episodes for free of every TV show. And I assume that's a way of, of getting people in. Oh, and just before <laughs> yeah. I... What happens in episode three? I'll pay to find out. Yeah. But uh, just before I go off on my rant, um, I think if you're a student and you have half-price Apple Music, you get Apple TV Plus thrown in for free. So instead of paying $9.99 a month for Apple Music plus $4.99 a month for Apple TV Plus, you pay $4.99 a month for both of them, which I think is a pretty interesting and incredible deal. Mm, that's um, not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah. I mean... But I to be competitive, like they have to do something like that. They remember, you know, Amazon Prime is half the price for a student. Yeah, true. And yeah. But um, yeah, I just... It, probably not something I expected out of Apple. It's like, you know, with the AirPods Pro, the replacement tips, we were all expecting Apple to be like $20 or something, but it comes out there like 4 It's just, the, just a very un-Apple. We're actually genuinely surprised when something is reasonably priced. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Apple TV Plus launches this week. Um, and I've just been seeing negative after negative after negative review. Less so on Twitter. I think people are actually seem to be watching it. And well, I'll kind of get on to that in a second. Seem to have different reactions. But this has been, Apple have basically been put on a pedestal. Time and time again, Apple get put on a pedestal. Apple are the biggest company. They get put on the tallest pedestal. Um, and it is forever people just wanting to knock them off. That's all people want to do. That's all news publications want to do. It's they want to watch Apple fail. They want to watch any company fail, bear in mind. But specifically, when it comes to a new product or a new service, or in this case, a new TV show, they want to watch Apple fail. It has to fail. Um, fails get clicked. Um, so, like I say, it's been weird because everything has been overly negative about it. Bearing in mind, Netflix throws spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. And people only remember the good stuff. What people don't remember is the three out of every four TV shows is actually pretty bad that Netflix do. But they remember the one. Whereas Apple here is like, if one of them is not breaking bad standard, fail, instant doom, you know, it's rubbish, don't pay for it, I think. Which is how it feels like. So I thought I'd go on some websites that give you user feedback. So what are users rating? Obviously IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes being the two kind of biggest. So I went on IMDb today. So what are we two? So they launched yesterday at midnight. So they've had about 36 hours um, for users to get reviews in. And there's quite a few reviews, surprisingly, on each episode, like quite a few numbers of ratings. Um, all of them, each episode is getting over eight. Um, quite a lot of them are over nine, which for IMDb is quite high. Like, the average TV show tends to seem to get around six, seven, eight. Um, so for something that the entire press were absolutely poo-pooing all week, um, for it to turn out and go, actually, the users kind of liked it, just leaves a sour taste in your mouth when it comes to press and um, obviously tech, tech news websites reviewing uh, TV shows is always an interesting combination, um, much like them reviewing cars, but that's a whole other matter. I just don't know what it is. I don't know what it is with the this obsessive culture that company X has to fail. Um, you know, we cannot praise something. We cannot say something is good. It has to fail. Um, and I know because people are, you know, people click on that type of stuff and it gets clicks. But why are we going to be so negative about everything? Well, because that's the way of the world, isn't it? But the, that's the thing. I don't understand why, you know, Netflix kind of get away with it. And I think just because they have some, some really big hit TV shows, people completely forget that those TV shows go to absolute crap after like two seasons what? with very few exceptions two things so number one you're saying about that good deal especially for students with apple well they have to be competitive because they're joining a market that already exists and already has quite a lot of congestion and noise same goes for these reviews all of a sudden apple are competing against yes netflix who did have quite a number of flops and have had quite a number or a number of successes netflix didn't have a comparable they didn't have a constant or something to be compared against apple at this point which is rare for apple because apple normally come into a market and change it in this case they're not they're just joining it and, and they're not going to change it. i'm sorry so they are being compared to the fact that there is something to compare them to and yeah people will forget the flops that netflix had because they're comparing them against netflix's better offerings they're saying well if apple are going to do better they need to be better than netflix is better so i get what you're but, saying but on that note remind me about okay what hit tv show does amazon have the grand tour it's still a need you'd be surprised how niche of a show that is uh, it's been successful for them yeah debatable yeah among top gear fans yes 
Um, very much so. Grand Tour is great, by the way. It's not a knock on the show at all. I just think it's not House of Cards. It's you know, it's not Orange is the New Black type level. Um, it's still a car show. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, okay. Other than that, go. What <laughs> other TV show? Do I, I don't have? watch TV very much. I can't. I can't add to this discussion. But that's exactly it, popular, isn't it? Popular Amazon. But oh, you sorry. could Give game. me one second. Nope, no, just hold, hold, hold. Um, 33 of the best Amazon Prime series and TV shows in the UK today. Let's see. This was seven days ago. By which? Yep. Or Wired, sorry, not which, Wired. With the sort of exclusive shows, original content, and a slit of first-run US TV, Amazon Prime Video has fast become another must-have streaming service. Here we've collected the best Prime TV shows currently available. Yada, yada, yada. Um, that looks terrible. Not sure on that. Mm, uh, Friday Night Lights... Inspired by a non-fiction book of the same name, Friday Night Lights is an outstanding depiction of the middle America through the lens of a high school football team. Its character-driven drama feels consistently authentic, and while its outlook is ultimately optimistic, it doesn't shy away from difficult topics. A love of sports or American football isn't necessary to enjoy this brilliant show, whose 96% Rotten Tomatoes rating is fully deserved. Give it a chance, and you won't be disappointed. Okay, never heard of it. Okay, maybe I think I've heard of the title, but I... Yeah, but I know what you mean. It's, It's not... House of Cards, Orange is the New Black, a- ABC, XYZ, Netflix stuff. I-, I agree. Okay, you're right. You win. Friday Night Lights is also not an Amazon original. It's made by NBC. Or was made by NBC. Oh, never mind. Okay, so... I-, I rest my case. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I-, I have no point. But it just, you know, just as a comparison, you know, I- I'm not trying to, you know, take a dump on Amazon. Um, <laughs> but their service is great. But what I'm saying is Amazon, you know, they don't, s- it's not like the press is writing 56,000 bad stories about them. <laughs> this is after my AirPods thing of the beginning i cannot not sound like a fanboy here but it's just people don't people don't even give this stuff a chance now and to be fair you know pretend i'm not talking about apple for example people have to watch any new product any new company fail any new kind of service fail let's say um you know when it seems like when any company launches a uh, a product nowadays it's oh well here come the 56,000 incoming bad press releases or bad press reviews or you know or any company that when it comes to hardware products any company that isn't apple or google tends to or samsung tends to get negative reviews and it's just like i don't know i I, 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 i'm kind of at the point where i actually don't know what point i'm getting to but uh, um, it's just frustrating where, yeah, I know what you, mean. you know, people are being put off the surface just because some people have this hellbent um, kind of false reasoning for something being bad. And, and TV shows and I think films are really tricky to review because I've always been one of those people where I'll go on, you know, Rotten Tomatoes and see a film by critics has got like 30%. And then you look across at the audience score and it's got like 70 or 80%. Actually, I turn out to quite enjoy that. Obviously, things like film and TV are very subjective. Um, you know, I may like something, I may like something that you may not like and vice versa. Um, and we both may like something that a critic doesn't like. Um, so this like turning around of someone basically not liking The Morning Show or C or For All Mankind or whatever, whichever one of these shows it is, for example, someone not subjectively liking that has been turned around on, oh, the service is an instant failure. Was How did you draw that conclusion? Hmm. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I got it. Hard to pin it. Either way, mixed reviews. Um, and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. You know, this is an industry where you will get mixed reviews because it is. It's very subjective. You know, it's 100%. an opinion. It's 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 not right or wrong. It's not yes or no. It's not black but, or white. It's not one or zero. It's not on or off. It is. Mm, it's all right. Yeah, I, I liked think, it. No, I hated it. No, I didn't like that part. Yeah, it's 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 all opinionated and. It, what you like, Aaron, we, we have similar tastes in certain things. And then in other things, we've completely different tastes. And that's the thing. Everyone is individual. And, and, and that's where these reviews are going to come from. But, an individual. And I, I am one who can sometimes look up a review in a movie. And not that I watch movies an awful lot. But for ones I do, you could, you know, you go to the cinema or you download or watch or stream whatever a movie. And you look at the review prior and the review is either really good and you watch and you think, hmm. That's a bit rubbish. Or the other way around, the review says, nah, this is awful, don't waste your time watching it, A, B, C, X, Y, Z, and you watch it and you say, I really enjoyed that. And that's exactly it. Just because someone's a film critic doesn't mean they're going to tell you what you enjoy or what you don't, because it's personal opinion. Same with music. It's it's not a right or wrong or yes or no, or it's good, it's bad. It's It's personal opinion. That, I think, exactly sums it up, and I think that exactly rounds up my issue with the way this has been reported this week. It's, you know, it's a bunch of reporters' personal opinions that 
that then get reflected on the service is clearly a failure. It's like, mm. no, you just didn't like the TV show. Yeah. And like I say, I always look at Rotten Tomatoes and go, Critics Score says it's bad. Users Score says it's good. It's probably a good movie. I'm probably going to like it in in in, uh, in 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 some aspects. So uh, yeah, yeah it, it's just it's that pushy. I don't like this, so you don't like this type thing that we uh we just seem to see around all the time now. Rounding us off for this week, fitness device maker Fitbit is being bought by Google for a measly 2.1 billion dollars, just over one and a half billion pounds. The move allows Google to expand further into the market for fitness trackers and smartwatches. It comes at a time when loss making Fitbit has been looking to expand into other areas. Co-founder and chief executive of Fitbit, James Park, said Google is an ideal partner to advance our mission. The bid values Fitbit at $7.35 a share, a premium of about 19% of the stock's closing price. On Thursday, with Google's resources and global platform, Fitbit will be able to accelerate innovation into the wearables category, scale faster, and make health even more accessible to everyone. It comes from, again, Mr. Park, who founded Fitbit 12 years ago. So true. Google, Fitbit plus Google, I think, match made in heaven. Such a good platform for Fitbit to be based upon. Now, Google are so into this market, as are Apple, but Google are constantly innovating and evolving and researching and developing in, in, in this market. And Fitbit and then that, that's, that's yeah, I like that. I did see quite a lot of people who say, for all the negative press or, or people saying this is a bad thing, obviously, you know, people have a genuine concern about Google when it comes to privacy and rightfully mm. so. Um, I've seen a few people saying, you have no idea how close Fitbit were to not existing, um, which I think kind of explains Google's low price for this. You know, I know a few years ago, $2.1 billion would have been a lot of money. Um, yeah. But in this day and age where stuff is going for far, far more than that, this comes across as quite a quite a low amount, especially physical hardware, hardware company. Well, you know, basic app companies are often going for that or more. So I think kind of the low price can maybe be explained by Google are quite a large bargaining chip on their side. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if the company's going under, then you could offer them, uh, you know, almost next to nothing. On the flip side, I, th- I think, you know, on, there are obviously negatives about it. Google, like I say, not well known for privacy and Fitbit obviously being quite a personal thing. Um, you know, the two might not go hand in hand. But as you say, Google have a lot of innovations in the area. And the one thing they are lacking is they suck at making wearables. So You just have to look. Their shares surged by up to 19% after the news hit. It's not necessarily true success for Fitbit because back in 2015, their shares were sitting at about $47 at peak. At the minute, they're sitting at $7. And what happened in 2015? a very big drop in 2016. What's that, sorry? And what happened in 2015, may I remind you? Yes, exactly. The Apple Watch. Yeah. And they're saying that they were all right in 2015. It was more towards 2016 and then... The, the start of 2017 and that was it and they've been on a level playing field ever since there's, there's been ups and downs very small you know ranging from say $7 to 5 and back up to 7 again but it, this could go either way couldn't it? Yeah I mean meanwhile um, companies you know the Apple Watch the Galaxy Watches you know although they've just been continuing to grow and grow and grow whereas Fitbit have I think stagnated a little bit and it yeah. might be through lack of money if you can't put money into R&D then it's it, it's tricky to, to hire the talent and and come up with the products and to compete, and then you just end up in a kind of vicious spiral downwards. So yeah, I think I think I'm kind of with you. I I as much as I don't trust Google, I I see this as a as a good move. Um, if for the very least that it keeps Fitbit around. I think the reason why Fitbit have struggled is because when Apple came into that market and even Google, all of a sudden they were offering more than what Fitbit offered. There was a fitness tracker, but it wasn't the core competency of the device. It was a timekeeping device which could interact with your phone and do all sorts of wonderful things, plus a fitness tracker. Whereas Fitbit, yeah, you could tell the time your device and you could track your fitness. can really do much else. It wasn't really useful for much else. It, it did have other functionalities. It was a bit naff. Um, and that integration was difficult. The Google one worked perfectly with Android devices. The Apple one worked perfectly with Apple devices, iOS devices specifically, the iPhone more specifically. So that integration was certainly more concurrent. And as a result, Fitbit was kind of out of the way. And everyone knew that. And just bear in mind at that point, you know, Fitbit existed from 12 years ago and have never been a particularly rich company, whereas Apple are a several decades old company that's worth a trillion dollars. The money they can pump into designing and coming up with a product is vastly different ends of the scale. And now Fitbit have another trillion dollar company behind them. Like uh, it could, could be pretty transformative. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know which way this is going to go. I'd 
like it to go up, but I, I, I don't know. I, I, interesting what Google could do with it. So we'll see whether Google integrate it into their products, whether they keep it as a standalone company or whatever they do. Who knows? We'll see. Time will tell and we'll know whether Fitbit are still around in a few years. That will be the deciding factor. That brings us to the end of 486. As always, thank you so much for joining us. You can listen to more episodes of the show over at munchtech.tv. Our interview with Steve Wozniak in 2012, still current munchtech.tv forward slash was. If you're listening on your mobile device, doesn't matter what it is. Well, if it's a brick phone by Nokia, you might have problems. Otherwise, munchtech.tv forward slash mobile. And if you want to do what we do here every week, podcasting, munchtech.tv forward slash ultimate podcast guide and podcastassist.com with a book on it and it should get you started with your very own show once again thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode until next week have a good one and we'll see you on 487 until then bye-bye bye-bye